Good morning. Good morning. Oh, I feel loud. <laughs> Don't mean it didn't mean to be so loud. Prayer cards. If you have a prayer request, if you'll raise your hand and um, one of our ushers will get you a prayer card to be shared. Just keep it up until somebody comes around. I know here's one. Who's doing prayer cards? Bill, Bill's right there. I'll see you now. Okay, announcement. Vacation Bible School. Vacation Bible School and Wonderful Wednesdays begins soon. The new newsletter for May is on the tables back there. If you want to pick one up, it has all the news. June, June. May's left us, hasn't it? May left the building. June is today, June. And it's on the table back there for us to pick up. All right. Okay. Let's stand. Let's start our, wor our worship service in song. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your holy name.
opportunity just to do that, to sing to you, to shout to you, just to worship your holy name. Lord, we thank you so much for the chance just to come here and gather together as fellow believers, to lift each other up and to encourage each other, and just to give each other the strength that we need to get through this week. Oh, we know that all of that strength and all of that encouragement and all of that joy comes from you, and we thank you for that. Lord, thank you so much for your love and your grace and your mercy. Amen.
Tell them good morning. Tell them you love them. Children, come and join us on the carpet. Rochelle's gonna change it up here. You think I'm gonna sit on the corner, but I'm not. I'm gonna sit right in the middle. Oh. All right, good morning. Beautiful faces. I have a question for you. Have we already passed Easter? Okay, so Jesus died, Jesus rose, and now he's hanging out with his disciples. You guys know that? That's kind of where we are in the calendar of the church. And Jesus says to his disciples, be patient. Has your mama ever told you that? Yes. Oh my goodness. I might say that about 50 times a day. Be patient. Jesus said to his followers, he was telling them that he had a really special gift for him. Do you know what that gift was? Kindness. Kindness. That is that is a great fruit of the spirit, isn't it? Justice. Is 
that kind of kindness is free. Okay, we're going to pass on that one. Um, and, okay, the gift that he was going to give to his disciples, he says, I've got to leave, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to send a gift to you. Anybody? Anybody? Justice. Justice. No. Patience. Patience. No. Morgan. The power to heal. The power to heal. No. He's going to come back again. He is going to come back again, but before he comes back again, he's got a gift for us. What is it? That is awesome. Yes. So they're like, okay, when? Well, you've got to be patient. Your mama tells you to be patient, right? Your daddy, does he tell you to be patient? Be patient. I am not a patient person. I will fully admit that. When Before Mr. Greg and I got married, I was very impatient. I am just not a patient person. I don't like waiting. Isn't that what patience is? It's waiting. Oh, man, I don't either. But Jesus says if we wait and we be patient, he's got something really good in store for us. Okay, this is a Dr. Seuss book, and it is called Oh, the Places You'll Go. Has anybody ever heard of it or read it before or had it read to you? Yes. Okay, so there's one page. Dr. Seuss doesn't number his pages, so I don't know what page it's on, but it's the waiting page. And he says that this place, this is how he describes it. For people just waiting, waiting for the train to go, or a bus to come, or a plane to go, or the mail to come, or the rain to go. Did anybody wait for the rain to go this week? Yeah. Yeah. We were impatient. We played in the rain. Or the phone to ring. Have you ever waited for the phone to ring? Let me tell you something. Back in the day before cell phones, there was this thing called a cord. And there was a cord attached to a phone. And if you were waiting for a phone call, you had to sit by the phone or be within earshot of the phone ringing. You couldn't take that phone outside with you. You couldn't take it in the car with you. You had to stay where there was a cord and a place for the cord to attach into a wall where the thing was attached to the phone company. (laughs) And you had to wait and it was awful. I waited on so many phone calls as a lone teenager. I cannot tell you. The poor side of my bed got squashed. Say something. Okay. Or the snow to snow. Do you ever wait in the winter for the snow to snow? Yes. Or do you wait around for a yes or a no? You know what the biggest question in my house at 5 o'clock is? Mom, is dinner ready? (laughs) No, be patient. Or waiting for the hair to grow. I don't know that. I don't know about that one. Andy might know about that one. I don't know about that one. Everyone is just waiting, waiting for the fish to bite. I don't fish. 
I do. I don't fish because I'm not patient enough to fish. I love fishing. Yeah, well, you know what? You guys are working on patience. That's so awesome. I need to hang out with you some more. Or waiting for the wind to fly a kite. Ryan, how much do we do that? A lot. A lot. We wait for the, the wind so much. Or waiting around for a Friday night. Or waiting perhaps for their Uncle Jake. I don't have an Uncle Jake, so I haven't waited for him. Or a pot to boil. Have you ever heard a watch pot never boils? No. Okay. Ask your parents about that one today. They could even show you how to boil a pot of water. Okay, and it goes on and on because Dr. Seuss goes on and on. But the gist is, waiting is so hard. But God has something special for us in store if we wait and we have patience. And guess what? Part of that special thing that he has is what we gain when we are patient. We can learn a lot when we're patient. Yes, Morgan. If you're patient while you're fishing, you will probably gain a fish. That is true. All right. Can we say our prayer? Can you you'll tell me after, okay? All right. Repeat after me. Dear God, Dear God thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Help us to be patient. Help us to be and teach others to be patient. And learn more while we are patient. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'm not a good fisherman either. Let us pray. Lord, in your mercy, hear the prayers of these thy people. O oh God, you reign over all the heavens and the earth. And your majesty is to behold, and we come and offer you praises, and we bring our petitions, and we bring our confessions. We must confess, O oh Lord, that we have heard the promises uh, that we would never be alone. And yet so often we act as if we have to depend just on ourselves. Time and again we seek to follow our own ways and fail to hear your sustaining word. We know that Jesus has ascended to sit at your right hand and to be the head of your church, but we allow divisions and controversy. Oh God, where we have not waited patiently for your gifts, where we have been contributors to separation, we ask for forgiveness. In your abundant mercy, forgive all our transgressions and restore us to praise you. 
and by the gift of your Holy Spirit. Open us afresh to the words of Scripture so that we might be strengthened in our faith and given a mind to spread the good news of Jesus' place and glory to all the world. And so now we pray, O Lord, that uh, you would help us just as you subdue evil. We pray that you would subdue the diseases and hurt that cause your children to suffer. We pray, O oh God, this day, uh, especially for a neighbor who is suffering from vertigo. We pray for a baby that's two months early and their parents. We rejoice in the fact that our church contributed over 400 books to the million book effort. We pray for the bishop and the ministers and the churches represented in the annual conference that begins today and meets this week. We pray for all those who will be remembered who have passed since last year. We pray for those who will be entering retirement. We pray for those new young men and women who will be ordained into the ministry. And we pray, O oh Lord, for all those who will be, receive awards and scholarships and recognitions and for all the worship and business of the annual conference, O oh God. O oh Lord, help us. Help us all. Help especially those on our prayer list who struggle with brokenness of body or mind or spirit and give them a measure of your peace. And help us not to stand around looking into heaven for Jesus' return, but rather for us to just to be uh, thankful and understand and believe that Jesus will return. And in the meantime, help us to work for the fulfillment of His promises here on earth. We pray, O oh Lord, that You hear us. For we pray in Your name. And we pray as You taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today, <clears throat> excuse me, today is the Sunday that we celebrate as Ascension Sunday. The Lord, after many appearances, ascended into heaven. The date that tradition holds was Thursday. This being the nearest Sunday, we consider this Ascension Sunday. And the disciples, after Jesus ascended to heaven, we're told to wait, as Rochelle said, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And that Sunday we celebrate that is next Sunday, Pentecost Sunday. The scripture I want to read to you is from the moment that Christ rose to heaven from the book of Acts. I'm picking up chapter 1. Verse 6, after he has told the disciples to do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift 
that has been promised. And so they were meeting together. And they asked the Lord this question. Lord, are you at this time coming to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates. The Father has set these times or dates by his own authority. But in the meantime, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, then Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And after he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. And they were looking intently up into the sky as he was going. And suddenly, two dressed in white stood beside them, these being angels. And they said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And then they returned to Jerusalem. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the gift of every day. But especially thank you for the gift of worship Sunday. And thank you for your words and your Holy Spirit that is with us now. We pray in your name. Amen. Now there's something I... Well, I'm going to take a poll. Does anybody know this? That in, inside the dome of our capital in Washington, D.C. is an inscription. Does anybody know that, first of all? Very good. This is what it says. One far-off divine event toward which the whole creation moves. This inscription concerns the return of the Lord in glory. This inscription was etched in the dome of the seat of our government because this truth of Jesus' return was a vital concern to the founders of our nation. And I want you to know that as we become closer to this July the 4th holiday. This truth was also a vital concern of the disciples. That is why they asked this question. And if you think about the sad state of affairs of the Jewish people under the foot of Rome, the rule of Rome, this question seems very appropriate. After all, they have witnessed the power of Christ uh, in the resurrection from the dead. Jesus answers them. He said, that is for a far off divine event, a future event. And many centuries have passed since Jesus issued this prophetic statement. And during those centuries, the Jewish people wandered the earth without a kingdom, without a nation state. Talk about waiting patiently for the restoration of their kingdom. And then in our time, 1948, 
the kingdom of Israel was reestablished. And in 1967, the ancient capital of King David was once more in the hands of the kingdom of the Jews. Is this important? Before I answer, let me just tell you, let's take a moment and look at the second part of that question that Jesus answered that day. And Jesus answered before He ascended to heaven. He said, but before all this will happen, the kingdom will be restored. You will receive power from the Holy Spirit. And then you will be my witness, not just in Jerusalem, not just in Judea and Samaria, which uh, would make up modern day Israel, but to the ends of the earth. I think in terms of when this was said, almost 2,000 years ago. Consider that the disciples had witnessed Jesus appearing several times since the tomb was found empty. It makes sense that they must have understood while they were gathered there that Jesus was getting ready to go away. And he, they wanted to know. Just like we want to know, Jesus, when will you come back? And Jesus, who often taught in parables, I believe, was very clear to the disciples that day. He basically said the kingdom will be reestablished in the fullness of the Father's time and you will receive power from the Holy Spirit and this will require you to do some overnight traveling. Pack your bags. These events, when he said that, were all somewhere in the future. The kingdom had not been reestablished. The disciples had not received the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The church had not yet been born. The gospel message had not been proclaimed yet into the world. But we know from history what happened. We know that the disciples did go back to Jerusalem and waited patiently for the Holy Spirit to come upon them. We know that the church was born when that event occurred at Pentecost. We know that the gospel message was first carried to those first places and then to the ends of the earth and continues to be carried even this day into remote areas like last Sunday I discussed going in that South Sea Island. And fourth, today, our generation, the first generation that can say this, the nation of Israel has once more come into existence. Now the first question that usually occurs when a pastor starts talking about the return of the Lord after when will it be, which I cannot answer, they'll say, well maybe these signs are just too easy. Which reminds me of a story about a tourist who was driving through Texas. He stopped at a gas station. He saw a piece of rope dangling from a sign. The sign said, weather forecaster. The tourist asked the clerk, how could this possibly tell the weather with a piece of rope? And the clerk said, 
You must not be from around here, if you ever heard that. When the rope swings back and forth, it's windy. When it gets wet, it's raining. When it's frozen stiff, it's cold and likely snowing. And when it disappears, tornado. Jesus told us that signs would clearly point the way. Now one of the things that you will learn if you make a trip to the Holy Land is that the Jewish brothers and sisters also wait in eager expectation for the Messiah to come the first time, they think. And they think it's now. In year 2000, I've traveled to the Holy Land and there were banners hung from devout Jewish homes that said, Welcome, Yeshua. They were looking and expecting the Messiah. In their understanding, the temple is central to the restored relationship with God. The temple was destroyed in the year A.D. 70. And since that point in time, a devout Jew has recited this prayer three times a day. May it be, that, may it be thy will that the temple be speedily rebuilt in our days. With the unified capital of Jerusalem in 1967, plans were made to reestablish temple worship. You can go back to a Time magazine dated as far back as October 16th in 1989 and you will see that it was reported that two schools of priests are now teaching students in elaborate details of temple service. Former Chief Rabbi Gorin, who heads a Temple Mount organization, says that he has located the exact location of the ancient Holy of Holies. And in the fullness of God's time, he insists that Jews will once more pray on the Temple Mount. In many, in many biblical scholars' opinion, many strands of tradition are coming together at this time in history, pointing to the unseen hand of God. So what does all that mean to us? Well, let me tell you by giving you another little example of a story, not quite as humorous. Every morning in Africa, a gazelle wakes up and it knows it must run faster than the fastest lion or it will be killed. Think about that. And every morning a lion wakes up and it knows it must outrun the slowest gazelle or it will starve to death. It doesn't matter whether you are a lion or a gazelle. When the sun comes up, you had better be running if you want to live. Likewise, in our time, if you're not seeking the Lord, the devil is seeking you. If you're not seeking the Lord, the devil is seeking you. The Apostle Paul says that we are to run the race before us and not become discouraged. You know, there's an old fable that says the devil uses lots of different tools. And one time he decided he would put them on sale. And he spread out on the table all the tools he uses, things like hatred and malice and envy and despair and sickness. But he had one tool that he held back in inquiring about that. They, he said, oh, that one's discouragement and I don't want to sell it. And they said, why? 
He says, because I can use this one so much easier than all the rest. No one knows that it belongs to me, so I can open doors that are tightly bolted against me by simply discouraging people. And once I get inside with discouragement, I can use any tool that suits me best. My friends, we must throw off our discouragement. And let the promised Holy Spirit fill us with encouragement and hopefulness and patient waiting for the Lord's return, knowing and understanding that He will return. You know, within every church, the Lord has all the saints He needs to get the job done. In every church, He has all the resources to get the job done. This should be a good time maybe for us to recall the words of the Lord who was sent to Esther. Esther could remain silent and not help her people. Or she could help her people. And the Lord said, either way, my relief and deliverance will come. But you and your family will perish if you're not on the side of the Lord. And then he just quizzed her. He said, maybe you're here in this place at this time for just this place and time, to be a part of this place and time. Maybe all of you are part of this generation that are seeing the fulfillment of the God's promises for a reason. Not just to go back every day, day in and out, doing the same old mundane things, but for a reason. To share the gospel of hope one last time while there is time. To all those who do not know the love of God as found in Christ Jesus. As Christians, we have all the resources we need through the power of the Holy Spirit to bring about the necessary changes to welcome our Lord and Savior when He returns from the clouds. This is a wonderful time for us to be alive and to awaiting of the coming of the Lord. But we need to be understanding and have our eyes open. We need to be running the race. We need not to be asleep because evil works overtime in our time. Evil knows that its time is short and therefore evil lashes out. You need to be strong. You need to fill yourself up and have a spiritual defense because the devil will attack you at every opportune time. Every morning when I wake up, I think that maybe today's the day that Jesus will come back. And every night when I go to bed, I think this might be the night that I pass on into glory. Either way, I live with the assurance of knowing that I will someday see my Lord and Savior. Each day must be lived in the assurances of those promises. Each day is an opportunity for us to put our life in order and to do what is right and stand on the side of the Lord. Do we live as if we believe this? Do we live as if we believe these words that the angel said to those standing that day? Why do you look up into the sky? 
as if you have nothing to do. You've got a lot of work to do. And don't worry. You don't have to stand around the rest of your life just looking into the sky. But this same Jesus who has been taken up into heaven will come back in the same way. Amen. Let's stand and affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, and life and death and life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our usher come forward to receive our tithes and our offerings. to know
together. Darkest night of the soul 
Oh, such grace, your great grace, oh, such grace, oh, 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 so I'm breathing in your grace, and I'm breathing out your praise, I'm breathing in your grace. blessings of the, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. May they be yours this day and each day. Amen. Have a great week. It was too late to throw it in. <laughs> I just